Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, I'm Melissa Vongtama, and I serve at Golden Hills as the Women's Ministries Director for Mops and Events. In today's Golden Hills Daily Podcast, we will be in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. An emoji that I see often in texts and social media is a flexed bicep emoji. You've probably seen it too, a yellowy orange arm flexing to show off a gigantic muscle. These days especially, I'm seeing it used as a symbol of be tough, stay strong, you've got this, as a response to someone sharing about their despair, discouragement, or deep fears of what's happening to their life in the face of this pandemic. Although the advice to be strong is well-intentioned, it puts the burden on the person to muster up this strength themselves. But as we've witnessed on the world stage, from confused politicians, powerless doctors, and befuddled scientists, to our own personal circle of family and friends, no one has got this. No one is that strong on their own. Everyone has felt a moment of shock, of weakness, of fear, of anxiety, of depression. I know I have. Today we'll be studying a Bible passage that helped me and continues to help me stay strong. Not on my own, but in the Lord. My hope is that it will help you too. In the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus around 62 AD while he was imprisoned in Rome. Paul articulates many great truths in his letter, and I would encourage you to go back and read the entire book after this podcast if you're able. But for now, let's focus on chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, which is near the end of the book. In this section, Paul instructs the church to be strong in the Lord and explains how they can do that. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak." Using the image of a fully armed soldier, Paul portrays a Christian life as spiritual warfare, 
whereby the believer must actively put on the whole armor of God to stand against the powers of the devil. Why does the church need to be strong? In verse 11, he tells us that Satan actively schemes. He schemes to hurt God by turning people against God and against one another. Satan has allies in rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, and spiritual forces of evil, Paul tells us. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God has already come or been inaugurated by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and assures us that God has disarmed the devil's evil forces. But because the kingdom of God has not yet been consummated as will be fulfilled by Jesus' second coming and the new creation, the devil has power on earth to the extent that our sovereign God allows it. And so we have to wrestle or fight against Satan's schemes by standing strong. How can the church be strong? Paul insists that it can only be strong with God's protection and weapons. For each equipment to be effective, it requires the church to act, but is completely powered by God. As a whole, Paul tells the Ephesians to put on and take up. Notice who is taking the action. The whole armor of God. Notice what is the direct object. This pattern continues as Paul details what the whole armor consists of and shows that the strength comes from a mighty God, but the people of the church have to actively wield it. He explains that God's protection is kind of like a soldier's protective gear in verses 14 through 17. Again, notice the actor and the object of the action. Paul tells the church to fasten on the belt of truth. And what is the truth? The Bible tells us that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Paul tells them to put on the breastplate of righteousness. The Bible tells us multiple times that only God is righteous. Again, Paul says, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And what is this gospel of peace? Well, God purchased peace by the death of his son and offers it to sinners who believe in Jesus. Paul then says, take up the shield of faith. And what is this faith? Faith is a gift of God so that no one can boast. And finally, to take the helmet of salvation. And we know that our salvation is sealed by the Holy Spirit when we believe in Jesus, as the Bible tells us. Moreover, Paul tells them to wield God's weapons in verses 17 through 18. He says to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Again, the Bible tells us that all scripture is God-breathed and useful. Paul tells the Ephesians to pray at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication for all the saints, keeping alert with all perseverance. And this is what the whole armor of God looks like. So for what purpose do they need to be strong? Paul says it's to remember that the real enemy is not flesh and blood. It's not other humans, even those with different beliefs or ways of living. Instead, it's to stand firm against evil forces. 
The idea of standing is mentioned five times, so we know that it's important. And Paul says that they need to be strong to boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which Paul and all believers are ambassadors. Brothers and sisters, I think Paul's words to the Ephesians are timely for our church today. As Christians, we can be strong in the Lord against Satan's constant attempt to divide us against God and one another. The global pandemic is not the real danger. The real danger is the harm that it can cause in our relationships with God, our church family, and the rest of the world. We can also be strong in the Lord by believing and reminding ourselves that through Christ, God has already saved us from the worst thing possible, our soul's eternal separation from Him. Because of that, there's nothing to worry or fear or to be anxious about. We have laid down our lives to follow Jesus, and so it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. So we can trust that God is working all things for the good of those who are called according to His purpose. We can be strong in the Lord by studying and meditating on the Word of God, which reveals His righteous, faithful, and sovereign plan for reconciling a fallen world to Himself. We can be strong in the Lord by being His ambassadors, always ready to boldly proclaim the gospel of peace and lavishly loving our neighbors. And we can be strong in the Lord by praying at all times in the Spirit for one another, humbly admitting our desperate need for a Savior who has promised to never forsake us. Heavenly Father, we are weak and we need you every minute of every day. Help us not worry or feel anxious or scared. Help us be strong in you so that we can stand against the evil forces that threaten to break our fellowship with you and one another. Help us love you and one another and trust in your sovereign will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.